and welcome to the Brillando Juntas podcast, a space for empowering healthy minds. I am your host and your healing sis, Ev. I'm an Austin-based mental health therapist, and I'm here to guide you and empower you in your own healing journey. Join me every week for soul healing talks as I will share wellness tips to live in your most confident, self-loving, and self-accepting era. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you are here today because today we are talking about the five biggest lessons that I have learned in my healing journey. But before we get into today's episode, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so. You don't want to miss any of the new episodes coming out. So let's go ahead and dive into our episode for today. I am going to be sharing very personal experiences, very vulnerable stories of what I have learned in my healing journey. And I'm going to take it back to starting therapy in 2020. Something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I started a master's counseling program in the summer of 2020 and I only did that program for a semester and part of the requirement of that program was to seek services in the counseling center of the university and I have to be completely honest It was not the greatest experience for a lot of different reasons. One of them being is that the counselor that I had was also a counseling student, but she was in her last semester of the program and I was in my first semester of the program. For some reason, now looking back, I don't even know how that's allowed because that almost seems like a conflict of interest or like dual relationships since we're both students. But anyhow, I did not get much out of that experience because it felt more of like a requirement. I did attend like a couple of sessions, but I did not get much out of it. It just didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel authentic. And so that was like my first experience with therapy and counseling. Shortly at the end of the semester, I decided that I did not want to continue with that program in particular. I did end up pursuing a different route for the work that I do now. I did receive my master's in social work, which also allowed me to practice therapy. It's something that I don't really talk about. It's almost like I've erased that part or that experience out of my mind just because it was not the best experience that I've had. But a lot of people don't know that I actually 
tried two different master's programs before the most recent and last one, which is uh, getting my master's at the University of Texas at Austin. So shortly after ending the counseling program, I was looking for a therapist because I knew that I really wanted to go through this process of healing, this process of getting to know myself better, but I was honestly struggling getting started with therapy and finding the right therapist. It actually took me a couple of months. I was looking for a therapist for about five months and I could not find one that was a good fit for me or one that had availability or where our schedules would align and I finally found someone in November of 2020 that took my insurance, that had expertise in what I wanted to work on for myself, and that also was a good personality fit. That is also something really important in my opinion. I think that you should feel comfortable and that you should feel like you can build a rapport, a relationship with your therapist. And so thankfully, I was able to find someone who I worked really well with and I learned so much through that process. I honestly know for a fact that I would not be where I am right now as far as my self-awareness, as far as my personal growth and my confidence. I would not be here if it wasn't for my experience with therapy. I'm sure that I could have increased self-awareness on my own through reflection, through journaling, through mindfulness, but it wouldn't be at the level and it wouldn't be as in-depth as the knowledge that I have now about myself. A lot of people have this misconception that therapy is like, oh, you're just going to go talk about your problems and I would rather talk to my friend for free with therapy, but people don't understand the science and the art that comes with the profession of being a mental health professional or a therapist or a counselor that is completely different than just venting to someone your problems and that doesn't have that knowledge of the science behind human behavior and someone that actually is going to help you grow and meet your goals and have clinical professional knowledge around therapeutic interventions. So I'm very thankful for my experience with therapy because I know that I'm a much more healthier person because of it. It's almost thinking about it in the perspective of renovating your home. Let's say that you want to make a complete renovation and of course, you can learn how to do the renovations yourself, but if you hire a professional, you are going to get 
such better quality and not only quality, but also it's going to be a much more faster process than you trying to do it on your own. Just like anything in life, having a professional who helps us with learning how to drive or our teachers or our coaches, we can also use a therapist for helping us grow in our mental health and in our healing journey. So I want to get into the first biggest lesson that I learned in my healing journey, which is it's okay to stop doing and just be. For those that don't know a lot about my background, I am an immigrant to this country and I moved from Mexico to the United States when I was only two years old. And when I was growing up, up, I was learning that you have to work really hard in order for you to establish any type of success in life. I grew up watching my parents work day in and day out so that they could provide a home literally physically and metaphorically here in this country for us. As I was watching my parents work so hard for everything that they had, I then started to develop this belief that my worth comes from my accomplishments. And that is something that I have struggled with my whole life this need for accomplishing something and I haven't even finished accomplishing something and I'm already thinking about the next thing that I want to accomplish and honestly it's something that I'm still working on but something that I have done is that I've changed my mindset around my belief that my worth comes from these accomplishments because the reality is that whenever I would not accomplish something or whenever I wasn't doing anything quote-unquote productive I didn't feel good about myself I didn't even know like what rest would look like I had to be doing something like every second and that is just not living in the present moment. I honestly was living in the future for the majority of my life. When I started to have this realization in therapy, I decided that I wanted to focus more on just being and knowing that being was enough, like my mere existence was enough and that I valued and that I mattered and that I was worthy just existing. Like I didn't have to do anything more, anything less to feel like I had any sense of worth. And this changed my life drastically because things used to feel like they were a chore. Everything felt like a chore 
going to school felt like a chore going to work felt like a chore even working on like projects that are supposed to be exciting felt like a chore I felt like I was just doing them because I needed to do them and because I needed to prove my worth and now that I have changed my mindset around this I don't feel a sense of dread anymore I don't feel like it's a chore I actually feel excited about going to work I feel excited about being creative so I actually started practicing slowing down for example slowing down in the morning not rushing getting out of bed I will take my time doing my skincare routine I will take my time taking a shower I will take my time picking out an outfit that I really like I will take my time doing my makeup which I really enjoy doing and getting ready for the day and honestly, in slowing down, it allows me to be more present and it allows me to just be and not do. And so this is something that has been life-changing for me because I feel so much more at ease. I feel so much happier and healthier in the state of being and not having to be in the state of doing all the time. When I was in the state of doing, I felt so anxious all of the time and that was just not health. It's not a place that I wanted to continue to be in. So that was one of my biggest lessons in my healing journey. My second biggest lesson that I learned in my healing journey is that I am not my emotions. I always felt like a sensitive person growing up, but I did not want others to know that I was an emotional person, so I didn't cry in front of others, and I always felt the need to figure things out by myself. That's not the case anymore, but that is how I grew up. And when I went to therapy and even in my own professional career, I learned that individuals are born with a different nervous system and some individuals have a more sensitive nervous system. And what that means is that it only takes a little bit of stimuli to elicit a response. So some individuals are going to feel their emotions more intensely. They're going to feel their emotions more frequently than other individuals. And all that that means is that you have to use more skills to regulate yourself. I often felt like my emotions were in control of me. And so this used to interfere a lot with my relationships, like my romantic partnerships or even my friendships or groups that were I was a part of because whenever I felt a certain way, when I felt a certain emotion, I felt the need to say something and often I would be acting out of emotion or making decisions out of emotions. And in the moment, I felt so strongly that it was right that I had to do this because I felt this way about it. 
and I no longer think that way because I know that I'm not my emotions and I actually had a client one time ask me if we are not our thoughts and we're not our emotions then what are we and to be honest I was not sure for a while how to respond to that but as time has gone by and I have learned more things I learned that we are the observer of our emotions and our thoughts Our emotions and our thoughts are not our core identity. They are just meant to give us information about what's going on around us. They are also meant to move us towards action, but we have to proceed mindfully in doing so. And so when I learn that we are the observer, I actually now take a step back and just notice my emotions without acting on them. I notice them, I acknowledge them when they come in, and then I allow them to leave. So that is the second biggest lesson that I learned in my healing journey. The third lesson that I learned is that it's okay to prioritize my needs. This is honestly one of the lessons that I am still working on because growing up I became the person who everyone came to for help or advice and so I ended up taking this caregiver role. If you are an immigrant or if you are a first generation individual in this country, you know that a lot of the times you become parentified you take on parental roles at a very young age and so therefore you take this identity of being a caregiver really seriously but in return I did not feel comfortable going to anyone I felt like I had to be this person that was strong and that had to be there for everyone else but I did not feel comfortable going to others. So I became an empath. And I will never forget one of my therapy sessions. I was telling my therapist that, well, I'm such an empath person. It's just how I am. And she was like, "Mm, nope, that is a learned behavior. You do not have to be an empath person. That is something that you learned along in your life. And oh my goodness, my brain just exploded. A light bulb went off and I was like, you are completely right. I do not have to be this person anymore. This is what I learned growing up. And this is a role that I took that was not meant for me to take. And When you think about, you know, being empathic or being an empath, like, you know, you think about, okay, that's, that's a good thing to have empathy, right? But when it's out of balance, it can become so harmful to you because you start to prioritize everyone's needs above yours. And so this was something that I struggled with a lot because I often felt depleted in a lot of relationships, whether it was family relationships, romantic relationships, or even friendships, 
and I had to realize that I needed to take a step back and that prioritizing my needs was important, that my needs mattered and that I needed to take care of them. And now I actually make sure that I am protective of my energy and I am making sure that I have reciprocity in relationships and that I am not overextending myself and prioritizing everybody else over myself. Having that balance and having reciprocity in relationships is so important and it helps you become a healthier individual. So that is the third biggest lesson that I learned in my healing journey. The fourth lesson that I learned in my healing journey is that it's okay to set boundaries. I was actually joking with my therapist about this the other day when I was telling her that I don't even know what the word boundaries is in Spanish and I almost feel like there isn't a word for boundaries because they're like non-existent in the Latino culture. And so this is something that I am still practicing and still working on very much is learning how to set boundaries. When I was younger or growing up in general, I was always asked to do certain tasks or to take charge or lead on things. And again, this became a learned behavior. So then I started to find myself in a lot of leadership roles or I started to find myself taking initiative, taking charge. Again, these are all learned behaviors. We are actually not our behaviors either. Our behaviors come from learned experience and they come from also being reinforced by our social environment. And so as I was growing up, taking all of these leadership roles, it became so hard for me to say no. And one of the reasons it's so, it was so hard for me to say no is because in the Latino culture, you are expected to put family first. You are expected to do as you are told. And if you do not do as you're told, then you are an ungrateful um, daughter, an ungrateful son. And so this is something that was really hard for me to conceptualize. And this is something that takes a lot for me to be able to implement. And I honestly felt like that. I don't know if you guys have seen this meme that rolls around the internet once in a while. It's like this dog in a chair and everything's on fire and it says, this is fine. And honestly, that's how I felt like majority of my life, like everything was on fire and I was just expected to be cool, calm and collected and proceed on. But now I have learned the importance of setting boundaries and the important it is to have things in place that are going to protect your energy and that are going to keep you safe. And it's also another language of how to communicate with others to interact with you and 
it allows others to know how to love you as well. You, you get to tell them how to do that by implementing boundaries. And so that is something that has been super beneficial in my life. And that has one of been one of the biggest lessons that I have learned. The fifth thing that I learned in my healing journey is that even though your wounds are not your fault, your healing is your responsibility. This is honestly something that is really hard to conceptualize. If you spend a lot of time thinking about why this happened to you, or that things shouldn't be this way, or that this wasn't fair, and that you wish your life looked differently, that way of thinking takes you out of reality. It takes you out of the present moment. It takes you into this space of where you think you should be, but that's not reality. Our mind starts to create this fantasy of this is how things should be but that becomes unproductive because that doesn't help us move towards change it doesn't help us move towards living a healthier life. and one of the things that was super helpful for me to learn is that you don't have to approve what has happened to you you don't have to like what has happened to you to accept what has happened to you. When you move in towards acceptance, you get to realize this is how things are. This is how things happen. This is how things unfolded. And it makes sense why my behaviors are this way. And recognizing that, you know what, these behaviors no longer serve me and I need to unlearn and try new strategies so that I can become the healthier version of myself that I owe to myself because we owe it to ourselves to heal. We're not doing it for anyone else but ourselves. And so taking accountability is so important in where you can make the changes in your life. So that is it for this episode, you all. Just to recap, the five biggest lessons that I've learned in my healing journey. Number one, it's okay to stop doing and just be. Number two, you are not your emotions. Number three, it's okay to prioritize your needs. Number four, it's okay to set boundaries. And number five, even though your wounds are not your fault, your healing is your responsibility. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Speaks. Thanks again, and I will talk to you next time.